I'm thankful that in this moment I chose to pray. I said, God, universe, you know, I've heard that God won't give you more than you can handle. And I truly don't know how much more I can handle. Welcome to the Let's Start Health podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Haynes. We live in a noisy world, and this space is intended to bring you clarity, enrich your bank of wellness knowledge, and inspire you to kickstart your journey to healing body, mind, and soul. I'll be interviewing industry professionals and bringing you raw, real, and personal stories of healing through gut health, intuitive eating, and the power of the abundance mindset. Thank you so much for tuning in and getting curious. Your journey to healing starts now. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Let's Start Health. I'm your host, Chelsea Haynes, a gut health and holistic life coach, yoga teacher, and digital nomad living on board private super yachts. How I balance all these passions, I will definitely have to save for another episode. Today, I am so excited to bring you a very special guest, my dear friend, Ashley Taylor Hopped of Ashley Taylor Wellness. Ashley is a board-certified registered nurse who has recently transitioned into holistic health and life coaching. This transition definitely came naturally, yet not without sacrifice. After working five years at patients' bedsides and realizing that her heart and soul lie in not just bringing patients from survival to stable, but truly from stable to thriving. Today, she chooses vulnerability as she shares her very own raw, real, and incredible journey of healing and recovery from over $100,000 in debt, three months of being bedridden after her whole body broke out in unbearable hives, and a full-blown identity crisis. You can find Ashley at ashleytaylorwellness.com or follow her on Instagram at ashleytaylorwellness. I hope this episode offers some value and inspiration for you. Enjoy the show. Ashley, thank you so much for joining me here today and for being brave and curious and excited about sharing your story. You have inspired me so much on a very personal level and your vulnerability has really got me excited about having you here today to share your story. And I really would just love to hand the microphone over to you and starting right from the beginning. So if you wouldn't mind, just share with us a little bit about, um, well, your name, <laughs> who you are, and then where the journey began of your experience to healing. Okay. Well, thank you so much for having me. This is my first podcast and I'm really excited about it. Um, my name's Ashley Taylor Hopped and I have worked for five years as a bedside nurse. And then I have recently transitioned to holistic health and life coaching, which I'm so excited about. Um, and so my journey began, I went to nursing school, I studied health promotion first, and I made a lot of the choices that I figured would get me the best life. Um, I lived in a nice apartment, I had great friends. Um, I loved working with my patients and I fought really hard for them. But on some level, something was off. And this was around 2015. It's almost like I was 
you know, not happy or completely fulfilled. Um, and then throughout that year, I, I just figured that it was because of some things that were going on in my life. I went through a pretty tough breakup. I worked night shifts. So I was exhausted. Um, I was in a massive amount of debt and there were no overt medical issues. So I figured it was just the anxiety, depression, brain fog, and self-medicating were just the result of just because there was no reason. Mm, and simultaneously, so you are you are sort of having these issues where you felt like something was off, but during this time in your life, you were making all the choices, like you said, for what you thought would give you your quote unquote best life, right? So doing all the things <laughs> that we that you had been um, maybe taught or picked up along the way that would give you what you had hoped and dreamed and desired for your life, but really what was happening was some way, somehow you were not feeling completely fulfilled. I think so. And I think that uh, in looking back, I was unaware that I was completely in a state of fight or flight for pretty much my entire life. And definitely as an adult, you know, working more, exercising more, just going, going, going. And um, I think that at the time I didn't realize that I was going in actually the opposite direction of where I wanted to go to be healthy and happy. Which is so interesting. You were working out all the time. You were eating the organic food. You were, again, doing all yeah. the things that we think are what is going to lead us down this path of fulfillment and happiness. And what happened next? So after this, you know, dark, you know, it's not a dark time, but it was a challenging time in my life. I had always dreamed of moving to California and I had an opportunity to start travel nursing. And I thought that this would just be the perfect opportunity. So I was really excited. Um, the position I took was for night shift. Um, but you know, you know, I took that as part of the negotiation and I packed up whatever I could fit into my car. I got rid of everything else, which was, you know, hard to let go of all those things. And then I drove to California by myself and I'd never been before. And on the way, I vividly remember listening to a podcast called The Health Bridge. Uh, Pedram Shojai was the one who hosted it. It might be called something else now, but it was really interesting because he was talking with someone about traditional Chinese medicine or TCM and just a lot of different ways of thinking about health that I hadn't really considered before. Um, and one was that health is beauty. And I've always been really interested in, you know, procedures or makeup or things like that. But, you know, why do we do those things in the first place? It's because health is beauty, you know, on a biological reproductive level. When we see someone with rosy cheeks, it's, we don't like them because their cheeks are pink. It, it indicates they have good circulation or they're youthful and healthy and they would be able to, um, you know, give someone a child or long hair is typically associated with fertility, things like that. And I realized the reason why we try to look beauty is because beautiful and we want beauty is to seek a mate. And I never really thought about it in that way. It was very interesting. So instead of putting the makeup on my face, I could just improve my circulation and be healthier and I would have that healthy glow. Interesting. So it sounds to me like you really were trying to do all these different things with a very good intention. So I think it's important for anybody listening there is always a good intention behind every deed that we do, right? Yep. I mean, maybe there's always exceptions to the rules, but for the most part, we are good, we are whole, we are not broken. And the tools that we have picked up along the way in order to feel fulfilled, abundant, and happy, these tools have been 
there's good intention behind them, right? So seeking beauty through, like you said, makeup or treatments, it was really all circling back around to where you are not necessarily completely filled. So you were, again, exploring different avenues of how to feel your most healthy and vibrant life, you know, with maybe a deeper rooted intention of finding a mate for life to feeling healthy to living abundantly. Yep. And I think that um, it was more of an external way of trying to get to that same place. It was Mm. if I do the right, if I have the right job, if I look a certain way, then I'll be happy. And what I was finding out was things aren't bad. You know, any of the, none of those things are bad, but maybe I was going about it in the wrong way. I was working from the outside in versus the inside out. And I do believe that if you look good, you feel good. And for a while, I struggled with that too. You know, is there something wrong about wanting to look my best? Um, and so I kind of explored that a little bit. But this was just where a seed was planted, where I kind of realized health is beauty. Mm. And beauty is health. And you were not feeling healthy or necessarily beautiful internally. But the only tools that you knew to seek out at the time were external things, organic food and exercise and, you know, finding these external factors to try to help fulfill something that might have been missing deep within that you mentioned might have been planted from childhood. So now here you are as an adult kind of using these tools you've picked up along the way, but something still wasn't quite right. There was that brain fog you mentioned. There was the self-medicating. There was the, um, you know, were there any other specific physical symptoms that you can recall at the time where you just intuitively knew something wasn't quite right? Yes. Um, okay. So I got out here January, 2016 mm-hmm. and then February, 2016, I met with a Chinese medicine doctor for hair mineral analysis. This is not something that, um, my nursing training or the hospitals that I worked in, you know, practice or even believe in, but at this point, you know, since the doctors couldn't find anything, I was willing to explore outside of the box. And he had given me a lot of information and I kind of just put that on the back burner. But the symptoms that I were having, uh, that I was having were extreme fatigue. I would go work my shifts and come home and just sleep until I had to go back to work. Mm. Um, because I, it was night shift and I knew that, oh, once I switch to days, it'll be better. It'll be better. So I just kept hitting the override button. Um, extreme sugar cravings. Um, even a pot of coffee wouldn't even keep me going. I mean, just so exhausted. ADHD meds that I was prescribed, those were not even able to keep me going, which was kind of scary. Um, I had a small series of infections like UTIs and sore throats. I never had issues with that. My immune system just didn't seem to be working properly. And then at the end of 2016, I developed um, pyelonephritis, which is like a bladder infection that's moved up to the kidneys and I had to go to the hospital for that a high fever it was just another message from my body like something is off and I wasn't really receiving that message well at the time yeah and it's so beautiful to be able to reflect on that now and say man you know because what I heard you say earlier was there wasn't actually any like overtly uh medical issues going on but really when you piece all these little things together Looking back now, it actually was pretty extreme. I mean, this extreme fatigue, extreme sugar cravings, these UTIs that eventually went to a kidney infection. Like you said, your body was trying to communicate, but at the time you hadn't necessarily picked up any tools to help you be, become aware of these messages that your body was trying to send you. Yes. Mm. And it just kind of kept going on, you know, so it kept going on and, um, 
so in 2017, I started gaining weight, which was unusual for me. Um, I was really, really in debt with student loans and credit cards. I mean, just ever, it seemed like I had made all the right choices yet. I was as far away from fulfillment as I could be, you know? So that summer of 2017, I prayed for the first time in my life. Um, I was raised very strict Catholic and it just never resonated within me for some reason. But, um, you know, I'm thankful that in this moment I chose to pray. I said, God, universe, you know, I've heard that God won't give you more than you can handle. And I truly don't know how much more I can handle. I don't know how I can continue functioning like this. And then shortly after, um, I met an angel who was able to help me and just give me some support. And the story continues. Wow. So it was building up. And, and I love what you said about how it just kept going on, right? I think so many of us just dismiss symptoms that we are experiencing because it's, oh, well, it's not that bad. You know, I, I, maybe I get yes. migraines, but it's manageable. Or maybe I have this bloating that really bothers me, you know, after lunch, but it's not that bad. I can deal with it, right? We justify certain things because we have obligations in life. We have things we have to do. We have families and people we have to show up for. So we write off all of these things that are happening because we're just thinking, well, like, I haven't been diagnosed with anything. This, this must not be something so bad. So here we are now almost two years after you started having these little signs where it just kept going on. Yep. And you made a really good point. It's not as bad as somebody else's. Well, I was a nurse and I am seeing people who are really going through challenging times. And when I compare the two, my situation versus theirs, oh, well, at least I still have both my legs or whatever it might be. So um, I never felt the need to prioritize my own self-care because my patient's needs I put ahead of mine and it eventually you know made it so that I was it wasn't able to work for a little bit um but yep another a few other signs were I had migraines no bowel movements for weeks I just never thought that was abnormal until I started working with people and realized like oh my normal may not actually be healthy normal. Mm, yeah that compare and despair cycle yeah right we do it in work and I, tr- I very much and as you're listening to this podcast, you probably hear me say this multiple times, but you know, the way we do one thing is the way we do anything and possibly everything in our lives. Right. So we start comparing ourselves to other people in our lives, in our work, in our families, you know, the, the mom who compares herself to the next mom, the person who's having physical symptoms, who's not quite as bad as their neighbor, you know, the, it's horrible what this compare and despair cycle really does to us because it invalidates our personal experience that we're experiencing at the moment. So like you said, you wrote it off. Now, all of a sudden, maybe you're starting to realize, man, these migraines, these weeks on end without a bowel movement, something's not quite right. And then finally that moment happened where you got on your knees and you prayed for the first time. And you said, just like what you said, I, I truly don't know how much I can handle. Yes. And then, so, um, the angel that I'm referring to is my now boyfriend. And that's a, you know, another story, but he said, I'm, I'm here for you. I will help you in every way that I can. Um, based on my experience with my parents who I love from afar, but you know, I wasn't really used to somebody doing that. So it felt like maybe there's, there's a reason, you know, a motive or whatever, but he was just so kind to me and really helped me when I was at my worst. And I'm very thankful. Um, but it didn't exactly get easier from that point. Mm. Um, so this was summer 2017 when I prayed and I started to get these little 
rashes on my stomach. And I went to go see a doctor and they said, oh, this is ringworm, gave me some topical to put on there. It didn't get better. It didn't get worse. So I guess I just, you know, instead of continuing to just keep going to the doctor, it wasn't really getting me anywhere. I just kept an eye on it, you know, and if anything changed, I'd go back and it just kind of stayed there for about six months. And in that fall, I started to detox some heavy metals because of a hair test I'd done with a Chinese medicine doctor. Um, as I mentioned before, I was willing to explore a little bit outside of the traditional healing modalities because I seem to be stuck. And in this detox process, in retrospect, it was too much for my body because underlying systems were not functioning optimally in order to be able to, to successfully detox. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't really sweat that much and I wasn't having bowel movement. So if you start to break something down from your tissues to be released for your body, but you don't eliminate it, it's kind of free flowing in your body wreaking havoc. And I think that's part of what happened. All of this is, you know, a little bit outside of the norm. So, um, and I don't think you're the only one who has probably experienced something that is potentially outside of the norm because it is chronic. There's maybe not one symptom that you can diagnose. Therefore, there's maybe not one fix, one quick fix that can help. I mean, of course, in understanding that the journey that you went through, you needed to go through in order to be able to eliminate things. And if things did help for a short period of time, then bless that medicine. But the root cause was something different that you couldn't quite put your finger on. And you and I were chatting a few weeks ago, and I love what you said. You said it was almost like shaking up a beehive without the bees having anywhere to go. Yes. <laughs> if you look at my skin, that's what it felt like. It was just insane. So I don't know if it was actually the detox because when the rashes started, I you know consulted with the Chinese medicine doctor and he said, maybe you need to back off. This could be too much for your body and gave me some really helpful info. So I backed off and actually stopped the detox at this time. Um, then it was December, 2017. And I don't know if people remember, but we had these fires in California. I drove to work one day, saw the flames on the side of the road. The next day I was in Los Angeles and we could see the flames from my boyfriend's apartment. And it was, it was really scary. So with the health conditions I was already trying to navigate through, I felt like I needed to just not expose myself to anything else that could make this worse. And we left um, town. We went back to the East coast just until the fires cooled down a little bit. And during that time I was in fight or flight even more so than I already had been. And that's when things really got intense. I mean, the more stressed that I was, the worse these rashes got. That I can only imagine. I mean, I literally, I just put my hand on my head because <laughs> seeing flames on the side of the road, it just seems so traumatic. And being from the East Coast, it's never something I've personally experienced. But seeing those stories of people's houses just going up in flames and how widespread this trauma was, it does not surprise me that this was the catalyst to exposing all of the other essentially stress and trauma that your body, your soul, your emotions had experienced your entire life. It's almost like literally everything went up in flames at this point for you. It did. And what's also fascinating is my boyfriend earlier that year had lost every possession in a house fire in the middle of the night, his car, the house, everything. So this was obviously something that he felt 
emotional about as well. So we just decided if we have the ability, thankfully we left and we went back home to visit our families. Um, I stopped working. I, you know, was doing travel contracts. So I stopped working at this time. And then we finally got back to California. So hopefully everything was going to quiet down a little bit. I was in a coaching program to be a board certified nurse coach. Uh, I actually had to stop because these rashes were so bad that I didn't know what was going on. I was very scared. None of the doctors that I was seeing knew what was going on. I saw dermatologist, allergist, specialist, uh, maybe five or six doctors. And I was told, take these antibiotics. It might be an infection. Turns out it wasn't. It wasn't anything uh, allergic. I don't have any autoimmune conditions and it wasn't any drug reactions. So what was this? I mean, I spent six years, I think five years at this time being a nurse and, you know, I'm supposed to know the answers and feeling like I don't know what's happening in my own body made me feel like doubting myself. It was just a really um, challenging time. So you get back to California and your body, these little rashes that had been kind of lingering on your torso for about six months. Now, all of a sudden, covered your body from head to toe? Head to toe. I mean, I would say the backs of my legs were not covered. What was covered was my entire torso, um, especially abdomen, armpits, uh, forearms, lips, other mucous membranes, you know, on my body, um, all over, all over. Um, and when it was around my mouth, if I opened it, it would crack because it was just raw. If my armpits, if I reached up to grab something as it was, you know, granulating and healing, it would open. So I just felt like, what am I doing? I had never felt so incapacitated in my life. Um, and there was a chef that I had started working with. I wanted to learn how to cook. And she ended up ha- cooking for us and used to be a nurse and took really good care of me. And she's actually the one that referred me to my very first integrative functional medicine doctor who was, you know, such a blessing because she was the one who catalyzed a lot of change in my health and my life today. So this was also another tool. You had hired the chef because you wanted to learn how to cook. So here you are now still exploring these external means. This was, I'm assuming, you know, maybe right when you got back, to California, you were, you know, still exploring different means of health and wellness. What was the time frame from when you got back to California till all of a sudden now this chef who you were meant to be working with, now she's having to cook for you because you were bedridden and raw and broken open literally from head to toe? I'd say less than a month because I knew that right when I got back, it was just, I think it was a around Christmas that we got back, uh, end of December. And then in January, we started working together and it just got worse and worse and worse. And she's like, you know, I really think that you should go see this doctor. And I did. And that's really when things started to change for me. Wow. So I'm so excited to talk about the healing side of this. I'm just so curious. You said, you know, this was such a time, not only were you now physically in pain and itchy and raw and cracking and having to lean onto people for help doing basic things that we take for granted every day, like using the bathroom and showering and eating and feeding ourselves because your lips were so raw. What was this like for you emotionally and spiritually? Horrible because I, it was, really hard for me to ask for help. I didn't know how, I did not know how to receive help. Um, you know, right away when I met my boyfriend, when he said that he would help me, I'm like, well, why, why would, why would somebody do that? It just was so foreign to me. So that was a big challenge to learn how to be vulnerable enough to ask for help. 
And sometimes we are weak and that's okay. And there are people that build us up. And then when, you know, it's, we all help each other, but that yeah, was the practice really of receiving, right. It's something that I work very yep. regularly with a lot of my clients. It's, you know, how do we learn, especially growing up in a society where we are praised for productivity, we are praised for doing all the things exactly. <laughs> when we, you know, it's a shame how we, we really have to almost hit rock bottom in order to learn out of necessity to this, to practice receiving, to practice asking for help. And especially for someone like you, who's, you know, this board certified nurse, you're so quote unquote, supposed to know what's going on. And here you are now physically in pain, emotionally in pain, spiritually, just questioning everything and the self-doubt that's now creeping in. <laughs> yeah. And I wanted a physical mm. reason so badly for something to be wrong. You know, so when I went to this doctor, I'm like, what am I allergic to? What does my blood work show? I wanted a physical reason. And I studied health promotion before nursing, which is really about the wellness wheel and balancing the multi, uh, just different components of our wellness. So not just the physical, but the social, intellectual, spiritual, you know, all these different needs that we have. But I really was only focused, I had that information, but in reality, I was only practicing the physical piece. So no wonder mm -hmm. things fell out of Yeah, balance. it absolutely seems like it had to be a holistic in the sense of like mind, body, spirit, all elements of healing. So let's, let's shift to that exactly. a little bit. Would you mind sharing some of the things? So the chef recommended now here she is cooking for you because unfortunately you were so sick you go to seek this doctor. So what were some of the alternative avenues that you guys might've yeah. explored uh, that started helping to get you to the light again? <laughs> well, the first thing was that this um, doctor, she's a DO, so doctor of osteopathy. She uh, gave me the longest appointment that I've ever had. And that's a big difference between what I'd seen you know, in offices in the hospital. And in this experience was how much time she spent with me, really getting to know me. Um, and I had underlying adrenal thyroid digestive issues, severe inflammation, um, and nutritional deficiencies. And there were a lot of recommendations that were made. We also did toxic non-metal chemical profile testing. I had things in my body that weren't supposed to be there. We were using, um, labs and tests that are outside of what I would see in the hospital. So it was just an expanded version of Western medicine. It's really looking at all the different, it just, it just got me more information. So if I don't have my body systems working optimally, and then I add extra stress and I add a detox, it's just mm. my body can't keep up with that. So, um, she had me do IV ozone therapy and she's under an FDA um, study or clinical trial. I don't know how it's exactly worded, but for that, so she's able to do that. And within two treatments, my hives were almost gone. It was just amazing. And I like almost cry thinking about how, how beneficial that was. I was itching. The itching was worse than the hives, worse than the skin peeling, worse than any of it. The itching was nonstop, no matter what medications I took. I think I was on at least eight. It was unbearable. So the ozone, which helps with inflammation and adds um, an extra oxygen molecule, it was such Wow, a I can imagine. So I mean, it, it's almost so parallel. When you look at it now, reflecting back, the physical discomfort that you were experiencing was now 
almost the culmination, like the top of all of the emotional discomfort that you're, that you have experienced throughout the course of your life, starting from childhood, right? These traumas that you've experienced. Now your body was just in this state of unbearable itching this trauma over and over. And I, I can imagine itching them then would only just make it worse because then the hives would break open. <laughs> it did. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was tough. So she had me work with a few other providers. So I worked with an acupuncturist and that was really great. Um, I worked with a chiropractor. I started to do, um, well, she told me no coffee, your adrenals, you know, I, I drink coffee to help me keep going, but I needed to not do that. I needed to rest. She did not want me working night shifts anymore. My circadian rhythm was totally off. Um, we did tons of blood work. But it was really that I was so severely inflamed. It's It wasn't one clear diagnosis, but it was just all of these systems can use some optimization and then your body can work more uh, cohesively. And that is exactly what happened. And I would say over the next three months, I really started like the brain fog started to get better. Um, enzymes really helped me with elimination. Uh, like I said, the ozone helped me with the hives. And then I was able to start doing some um, different types of detox to get rid of the um, heavy metals, the lead, aluminum, and mercury that were in my hair, but also in my blood. And so something I learned is if you start to, and I don't know if this is supported by traditional medicine, but this is the way that it was explained to me for hair testing. If I start to break down something that's stored in my tissues and I don't eliminate it, then I'm not effectively detoxing. And I've just, you know, moved that toxin to irritate. So this is bringing us to a really cool conversation Um, about letting go. So physically, your body had to learn to start letting go of toxins. You literally had to learn how to start uh, eliminating some of this inflammation. So that way you could then start eliminating some of the other things that were adding inflammation and problems in your body. I'm curious now at this point, you've also had to let go of your nursing career and let go of this person who you were, you're, you're now having to unlearn. She's saying, don't exercise, don't drink coffee, don't do all the things that you've been doing your whole life to try to live this healthy lifestyle. What was this like for you letting go of this person that you have built up for 30 plus years? Um, I had a lot of, I, I don't even know how I would word it, but frustration, like what is she talking about? Uh, I just struggled with, that's not what I learned. And to think about things in a different way can be really challenging for people. But she didn't tell me I, she said, I don't recommend 12 hour shifts. And she said, if I'm going to work out, you know, walking or in yoga, but I'm like, that's not good enough. I had to just unlearn what good enough actually meant. But when I didn't work during this time as a nurse, I mean, I have been a workaholic since I was 15 years old. So for the first time where I have a boyfriend who's giving me the opportunity to focus on my health and, you know, switch careers and, you know, help me with um, getting my feet on the ground and coaching to now I had to put the coaching on hold. I had to put the nursing on hold. I had a massive identity crisis. Who was I if I wasn't a nurse? I didn't realize I was hiding behind this identity that made me feel good enough. I mean, this is not just a physical rash thing. This was me realizing I didn't even know who I was. Mm. And And in order to explore who you were, it wasn't about adding more things to your regimen. Of course, there were physical things that you had to do on a physical level, but before you could even implement some of these detoxes, it was obvious that first 
you had to learn how to let go. Your body had to learn how to let go of physical things. Emotionally, identity-wise, you had to really let go of everything that you believed to be true. I can imagine that being scary as heck. It was scary. And, you know, I wasn't letting go. Think about it. I'm not having bowel Mm -hmm. movements. I'm wound up on the inside. And I dealt with a lot of my emotions in not healthy ways, self-medicating. And that can be food. That can be coffee. That can be drugs. That can be pharmaceuticals. That can be, you know, um, uh, dating. It can be sex. There are many forms of avoiding and self-medicating and just not dealing with things. I did not have the coping skills that I needed at this point in my life to um, function at my best ability. So that was another thing. It's like not just bringing in new tools of coping, but really pulling out all of the old rusty ones that are no longer working and throwing them out the door and starting with a whole new toolbox to cope. Yeah, I had Yep. How to clear space out because, you know, if we keep thinking of all the things we need to do, I need to do more, do more, do more. Well, clearly that hadn't served me in the past. I needed to let go of a lot of behaviors. Is this actually helping me? And, um, kind of experiment with what makes me feel good, what doesn't. And, um, I did a lot of other things, you know, for inflammation. I did cryotherapy. I did sound healing, which was really amazing. Um, I even explored with plant medicine, which was very helpful for getting to a lot of uh, deep emotional issues that I didn't even realize were there. And that's probably another talk for another day. But I was almost stacking. And that's what Dave Asprey from from Bulletproof, he talks about biohacking and stacking all these different things. There were many things that I was doing. It's hard to know like which one exactly is what did it. But in combination of just making choices that were more supportive of where I was in my life, and what my needs were at that point, mm-hmm. I was able to get the wheel rolling again. Um, and it's going to change. My needs at that point in my life are different than my needs today as a much healthier person. So I had to learn that I'm not a machine. What's good for me one time may be different than what's what I need at a different point in my life. And that was also, I thought, what's good is good and what's bad so is bad. So interesting to reflect on when we put ourselves into these linear boxes, you know, and we don't give ourselves credit for just being a human being with fluctuating hormones and different things happening in our life on a daily basis. Like, why do we think that our, you know, our exercise level one day, our energy levels is going to be exactly the same the next week. And if it's not, then we start beating ourselves up for it, which doesn't help anything either. (laughs) So let me ask you, what do you think would have happened if you did not begin investing in yourself and your well-being in this alternative way what do you think would have happened if you didn't change your life uh that's a really good question I don't I really don't know my boyfriend and I discussed this like where would you have been I I don't know but I just think it would have continued until I was maybe not able to work or who knows but I don't that I'm just thankful that I asked the universe for help when I did because I couldn't do it alone. And that's another thing. We can't do it alone. Uh, You need community. You need support. As a traveling nurse, I did not have that support or community because I was always picking up and moving. And so it was something different to have have a person there who wanted to help me. And it was not one-sided. You know, we both help each other. And I'm thankful to have relationships like that. 
It's amazing. And it's so beautiful to see how it, how it all went down and how it all happened. And then to be able to reflect back and say, okay, God, I'm ready to start trusting, right? I'm ready to start trusting the process. And it's a beautiful example of being able to trust the process. And even though the process is not easy, it's scary as heck, you are now living maybe what I would consider compared to a few months ago, only a few short months ago, or, you know, when you think about it, relatively speaking, from sort of rock bottom in debt and physical pain to now your best life. So what, what are you doing now based on this experience? What are you passionate about and where does the journey go from here? Um, so things just continue to get better as I started to really prioritize my self-care, even though that meant not drinking coffee, not doing a lot of things that I liked and, and learning how to just be. And that was enough. You know, meditation was a huge, um, a tool for me to really get comfortable with not doing, doing, doing all the time. And so I had to really evaluate a lot of my relationships, a lot of the music I listened to, the things I watched on TV, like, are these things serving me? Are they making me feel good? Are they um, inspiring me? Or do I feel just like worse after I see some of this stuff? You know, so um, I really cleared out a lot of space in my life and started uh, working on myself Uh, mind, body, spirit. So, um, and then I had to, yeah, like I said, reevaluate a lot of choices. And Mm -hmm. I did actually go back to work in the hospital as a nurse for one more contract. And, um, apparently I didn't get the message the first time because those rashes came back and the stress, it just started to, um, to really, really affect me. So I'm not against medicine and I am so thankful for it. And there was a moment where I didn't want to take anything. And my integrative doctor said, you are suffering, take something. We'll we'll address the underlying issues, but it's, you don't have to suffer in this process. And that Mm. was where I realized medicine does have a time and a place and it's not all bad. Um, It's not the answer for everything, but sometimes we need it and that's okay. Like you say, bless that medicine, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love what you said about having to reevaluate everything that you were consuming in your life, not just food, right? Everything. The time that we spend with people, who are we spending our time with? What are we consuming on TV? What are we consuming on the radio? Is it nourishing me in every element of my life? Exactly. And then my career. So this is where I had, you know, I had this identity crisis because I am the nurse. I love my job. You know, I struggle with with the hours, with the lack of breaks, whatever. But I, uh, my heart is full when I am with my patients. And so, what was I going to do? I mean, this the structure of this job was really, really not good for me. But I wanted to help people, and that's when I decided I would go back to coaching. And instead of being a board certified nurse coach, I'm already a board certified nurse. But I'd like to be a holistic health coach because then I'm not limited to providing coaching services for people in the state in which I'm licensed. So if I'm a nurse coach, I can work with clients in California because that's where I live. But if I'm a health coach, I can work with anybody in the world. And I feel that I can be of higher service to more people in that way. Your heart is full when you are with your patients. I think that is so beautiful because maybe now you are shifting more so from this nurse patient relationship to really a collaborative coach and client, how can we together hold hands, create this community, do this together to help support 
someone else's greater good now that you have personally experiencing experienced it. Yep. And I think leading by example is so important. You know, mm. when I go to a doctor that is uh, well-rested, that is kind, that listens, that just is feeling good, has good energy, I am probably going to listen to them a little bit more. And it's not to say like, I'm going to judge someone who, you know, might be overweight or something like that. But typically when people walk the walk, not just talk the talk, I'm going to listen to them. I, I really think that's important. So, um, similarly as myself as a nurse, I wasn't able to be my best self because it was really the, the way that it's set up. And I, I am so thankful for night nurses, but I wasn't able to, to be my best self. I also didn't have the time to spend with people to really, um, set goals and figure out what was going on. You're so busy and patients are in a state of survival and we get them to a place of, of stability, but you don't want to be making lifestyle changes when you're in survival state. It's that's not effective. So now I've realized I can be of, um, the most service for others by taking care of myself, leading by example, coaching, which really utilizes the information that I learned in my health promotion studies. And, just as balancing mind, body, spirit, and then all the realms of the wellness wheel, I was able to, to feel, um, live, act my best. I want to help others find that balance because that's all that it is. When we get um, an illness, when we get a headache, it's a message from our body. We're not broken. I think it's actually working really well. And I, I knew deep down that I couldn't be a bedside nurse forever, but I was too afraid to make changes. And my body eventually said, well, we're going to make you get this message. That's how, I, that's how I see it. And, and I definitely believe that. <laughs> so you don't have a choice anymore because we're going to make the choice for you. And by we, I mean the little people inside our body that are working hard for us. <laughs> but also if I prayed and I said, universe, I don't, you know, God won't give you more than you can handle. I was mm. in that current uh, environment. I couldn't really handle that because I felt I could be of better service to others. Like I definitely help people as a nurse, but using my gifts and, um, my passions, I feel like coaching is just, it's just so in alignment and it really lights me up and I feel excited about it. And, you know, I don't want to leave work feeling like, ugh, you know, and when I get off of a call, I feel like, yes, it's just totally different. And when I'm living my life from an inspired, happy, healthy, balanced place, I'm really able to lead others to that place as well. So I think there is definitely a place for medicine, definitely a place for complementary and alternative healing modalities, if that's what people like to call it. And um, what works for one person is going to be different for, than what works for another, and that's okay. You just have to be willing to say, hey, maybe that's not working for me. And I struggled with that. I wanted to be right all the time, you know, but by unlearning a lot of things, I was able to be open to new ways of doing things. And it's really worked out great for me. And I'm really so thankful for that awful experience today because of what I've learned, who I can help. And, you know, it just shows that there is a higher power that will guide us if we ask for that help. And Amazing. this is coming from someone who had no spiritual religious beliefs whatsoever, but I mean, it was very real. It's a walking example of the abundance mindset. And you, I have to say, are not only walking the walk, but now you're choosing courage and talking the talk. And I'd love to, for anyone listening to this today, where can they come and follow your journey and where can they find you? 
So I am um, almost finished with my website, and that's ashleytaylorwellness.com. So please check that out. It is going to be um, a blog, but also tells more about my coaching services. I have an Instagram account, and that is at ashleytaylorwellness, and then a Facebook page. And I will be expanding. Um, I'm still building my business, but I'm so excited and you know, I look forward to working with others because a lot of people just are doing okay, but to really go from okay to thriving is just, I want everyone to be able to experience that. So it's shifting from for survival to stability to really survival to thriving. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. A lot of us are stable. We function, we're doing okay. But could it be even better? Could my life be even easier? You know, I think sometimes, too, to get really good results, there has to be suffering. And I don't know that that's always the case. And I, I focus more on a love-based approach rather than a fear-based approach. So if I do these things, I will feel good rather than if I eat this, I will be bad. You know, that doesn't really seem to help people. Um, so Amazing. just different, different approach than the hospital and both have a time and a place. And I'm thankful to work in both, but I am so excited for coaching and working with, you know, people to get to their best place in life. Well, this is just amazing. And I would love to just round this conversation out with you by asking one final question. And that is, what does the term optimized health mean to you? Optimized health. I think that's a great question is, something that we experience when we have balance in our lives. Um, so to me, that means living in harmony with nature, um, having a balance in mind, body, spirit, and then also using the wellness wheel to, to really make sure that we're not just focusing on the physical, but also our social and cultural needs, environmental, occupational, spiritual, intellectual, and emotional components to who we are. We are not just physical beings. There's a lot more to us. And I think that if we invest our energy into nourishing all of those pieces of ourselves, then we'll be able to experience optimal, optimal health. And it is, it's just really amazing. I didn't know that I would be able to feel so good, um, by doing less. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like that funny scene. What's that movie? Do less, do less. No, no, do more in that movie where they're on vacation and they're surfing. Oh, for heaven's sakes. Anyway, he's trying to learn how to surf and he's just saying, do Along less, do Polly. less. Along came Polly. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Do less, do less, do less. And it is so true. Do less yeah. to be more optimized and to be more in flow. So thank you so much, Ashley. I'm so honored for your time today. I think your story is beyond inspirational. I think there is so much value that you have offered here and your willingness to be vulnerable is is honorable. So thank you so much and see you on the flip side. <laughs> thank you so much, Chelsea. I really appreciate this opportunity and um, thank you all for listening. Have a lovely day. I wanted to take a quick moment to give you, my community of listeners, some genuine appreciation. I know how valuable and precious our time is in today's world of productivity and I couldn't be more grateful for yours today. If you feel that this episode was of value to you, I would be even more grateful if you were to share it with your people. Go ahead and copy and paste that link into messages. Smartphones make it super easy these days. Or if you're feeling really creative, pop a screenshot of the episode into your Instagram stories and send it on over to that person in your life who might need this boost of inspiration today. 
Don't forget to tag the podcast handle Let's Start Health and my personal account, The Yogi Yachty, so we can have all the fun connecting, building community, and sharing all the things. Thank you again, and remember, be curious and unwavering on this journey to health. Thank you.